0: Welcome back to A Little More Conversation. This episode is a first in a series of episodes about love stories. And I'd like to dedicate this episode to my brother and his new bride who recently wed during this crisis that's facing our nation. They did so responsibly, so not all the family could be there. But we'd like to say congratulations again. I'm thrilled to have a new sister in the family. We love you guys and are so happy for you. It's great to see you so in love and so happy. Before we get started talking about our first featured couple, I'd like to tell you a little bit of history about my mom and dad and their love story. They met on June third, 1962. Mom had just finished sophomore year of high school, and Dad had just finished his sophomore year of college. He saw her at church, in a beautiful white dress, and he said, Who is that? I love to hear those stories, and I know you do too. Well it turns out that Mom absolutely loved musicals. So when they were married, she took the song, One Hand, One Heart sung by Tony and Maria in the musical West Side Story and she put it in their wedding ceremony. And when she told me this, I have to say I teared up a little bit because it was so mom and just so lovely to hear a song like that played in someone's wedding probably moved a lot of people to tears. I hear there were over 200 people and that it was just a gorgeous beautiful ceremony and she showed me the pictures and it was absolutely lovely and there's a couple that they really looked up to and that couple was roy rogers and dale evans our featured couple Rogers was born with the name Leonard Sly in 1911, Cincinnati, Ohio. His birthplace would later be the site of the Riverfront Stadium, and Roy would be quoted as saying he was born somewhere around second base. His father, Andy Sly, was part Choctaw Indian, and his mother, Addie, was a polio survivor. The only boy in a family of three other sisters, he helped his dad run the farm, and when times were tough, he dropped out of school to help him at the shoe factory. Roy loved to sing, and yodeling was his forte. So even though he was painfully shy, he was known to call square dances in his spare time. His sister, Mary, later married and moved to California. And as Roy and his father struggled to keep things going, Roy mentioned to his father the idea of heading to California to see what was out there. Maybe it would be a better life his father agreed and in 1930 they moved the entire family to California. 1931 was the height of the Great Depression and Roy got a job picking peaches for Del Monte and living in a labor camp. He would say that life was very similar to the description in John Steinbeck's book, The Grapes of Wrath. One day his sister Mary was listening to him sing and she mentioned that he should audition for the local radio station's Midnight Frolic. Roy reluctantly agreed, and when it was his turn to sing, he froze in his seat, and his sister had to convince him to get on stage. He finally did, and was later asked to join the Rocky Mountaineers, later named the O-Bar-O Cowboys. Eventually, he would end up helping to co-found the Sons of the Pioneers. During this time, Roy met and married Lucille Ascalis, but Turing proved to be a strain on their marriage and they divorced in 1936. He met his second wife, Arlene, when she called a local radio station offering to bake the fellas a couple of lemon meringue pies if Roy would sing her requested song, Swiss Yodel. Arlene and Roy married in 1936. They adopted their first child, thinking they couldn't have children, and named her Cheryl. They later had two more children, Linda Lou and Roy Jr. In 1912, Dale Evans was born with the name Francis Octavia Smith in Uvalde, Texas. Walter Smith her father was a farmer and hardware store owner and her mother Betty Sue was a homemaker. She was raised in Texas and Arkansas. At the young age of 14 she met and married Tom Fox and had her first child at 15 years of age. They divorced two years later when she was 17. She then moved to Memphis Tennessee and worked for an insurance company while taking occasional radio singing jobs Her second marriage to August Wayne Johns soon ended, and she moved to Louisville, Kentucky, where she became a popular singer on the local radio station and took the official name, Dale Evans. In 1936, she moved to Dallas, Texas, and became a popular radio singer. She married composer R. Dale Butts and moved to Chicago, singing on the radio. And was eventually discovered and signed with Fox and later with Republic Pictures. When she came to California, she was an aspiring singer, actress, and dancer, and eventually starred opposite an already very popular Roy Rogers in The Cowboy and the Senorita. Roy's movie career soon took off when he had a chance to audition for a singing cowboy role at Republic Pictures. He didn't have an appointment, but bravely walked in with the group that did, ready to audition when he received a tap on the shoulder. Thinking he was going to be thrown out, he turned around and saw Saul Siegel, who recognized him from the Sons of the Pioneers. Roy began his movie career starring opposite Gene Autry and playing a villain with a black hat singing behind the bars of a Hollywood jail. In 1938, a 26-year-old Roy got his big break when Gene Autry didn't show up to film Under the Western Stars, so they gave the job to Roy. He was an immediate hit, riding a horse named Golden Cloud, who was already used to starring in Westerns. He would later name him Trigger. After the movie line, that horse is quick on the trigger. Roy soon earned the name King of the Cowboys. From 1942 to 1954, he was the number one Western star. Kids loved Roy Rogers and Roy Rogers loved kids. My dad was one of those kids, and he saved up his money so that he could buy his Roy Rogers Six Shooters from the Sears catalog. Two million comic books were sold each month. And as many as 105,000 fans would pack an arena just to see Roy Rogers and Trigger. Trigger and Roy Rogers, as well as the cast from Roy Rogers' movies, made a point of visiting sick children whenever and wherever they could. And it wasn't long before Roy and Dale would become a fantastic team on screen as well as off. In 1946, after Roy's son Dusty was born, his wife Arlene died a few days later from a blood clot. Roy was devastated and struggling to raise three children on his own. Dale wasn't allowed to tell the media that she had a son and was soon facing another divorce. They became good friends and a great support for one another, which eventually led to love. In 1947, Roy and Dale were waiting to enter an arena in Chicago, when Roy turned to Dale and said, what are you doing later? Dale replied, I don't have anything planned. And Roy responded, why don't we get married? His name was announced and he had to ride into the arena, but later Dale told him yes, and on New Year's Eve 1947, they were married. They would become a large family with nine children. Tom from Dale's first marriage, Cheryl, Linda Lou, and Dusty from Roy's first marriage. They would have a little girl, Robin, together, and later adopt orphans, Dodie, a Native American, Sandy, an abused five-year-old, Marion from Scotland, and Debbie, a Korean. This was a family of multiracial backgrounds, a family that knew love and support and fun, happiness and faith. Roy and Dale had a strong faith-filled marriage that held painful times along the way. Their little girl, Robin, was born with Down syndrome and a heart defect. She passed away only a couple days before her second birthday. Their son Sandy was stationed in Germany when he went out with some buddies to party and drank too much, dying of alcohol asphyxiation. Debbie was only 12 when they lost her in a church bus accident. They truly know loss. They understand what it was like to be judged for being divorced, adopting children, and choosing to raise a multiracial family. Dale would later write several inspiring books, and they would write some together, touching millions of hearts, millions of lives, and inspiring Americans across the nation. What they are known for is their Christian faith and kindness. They lived kindness and truly cared about everyone. My parents were fortunate enough to meet Roy Rogers in 1967 in person, at the Roy Rogers Museum in Victorville. They were blown away. Not only did they meet the King of the Cowboys, they met one of their heroes. In this day and age where kindness and decency seem refreshingly rare, there is much to learn from these two American Hollywood legends. Before we wrap up this episode, I would like to say happy anniversary to some special people in my family celebrating anniversary milestones. To Laura and Tom, who celebrated their 45th wedding anniversary. To Gina and Tom, their 37th. Jason and Robin celebrated their 21st. David and August, their 19th. And Roy and Carol will soon celebrate their 16th. Happy anniversary.